Saturday afternoon. Um, my name is Shoshi and I am in the studio with Jody. Hello, Jody. Hello. Yes, thank you for joining us today. Yes, I felt like I had to. Yes, and you are still here. <laughs> oh, you felt <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, I got the hint. It was like, oh, yes, I'm doing an interview. Uh, you could, you'll be there, right? I was like, okay, yeah, get the hint. Oh, no. <laughs> did not mean to pressure you, but. Um, uh, no, this is fun, so I yeah. enjoy it. And we've got um, Akua Jumbo. Yeah. Um, um. In the studio as well. Um, so Akwa is a comedian from, he's a comedian, he's an actor, he's an activist. Uh, yeah. He comes from uh, South Sudan, from Juba, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm from Juba, South Sudan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us today, brother. Thank you so much. Um, excited to be here. Thank you for the coffee. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love starting my morning with the coffee. <laughs> and to all the listeners, yeah, uh, thank you for tuning in. My name is Akau Jambo from South Sudan. Um, I've been here for like the Fringe Festival for the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll be leaving um, in a few days. Yeah. Heading, yeah. Back, heading back to... Where, where heading, not yet, not yet, not yet. The plan is to seek asylum. <laughs> 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 well, no, yeah, no. it could work, it could work. <laughs> no, I, uh, um, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be heading to Adelaide uh, to do the Adelaide Fringe and then um, and I'll go to Melbourne. And then uh, think around the end of the end of April. There, I'll be mm-hmm. heading back home. Yeah. But I'm still trying to figure out if I want to go to Singapore, 
because uh, uh, there's a gig I might do in Singapore and uh, that this that part of the world is so far from where I am from mm. so if I'm here I might as well just do it uh, than going there yeah. and, like trying to come back again and all that mm. um, yeah so I'm I'm, I'm going to figure that out in the next few days if if I can do it if not then I'll just I'll just head home and then yeah because I have I have a few gigs waiting for me at home as well yeah yeah um so you you've obviously you obviously do shows everywhere what are some of the places that you've um that you've performed i know you've been uh in south africa i'm gonna ask you more about that yeah, 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 in yeah. a bit uh yeah. but what what are some of the other cities like in the world that you've uh, performed um i think i'm i've been to about 11 I, I, yeah. let me let me let me see if i if i got the right count yeah, yeah. i've been to kenya uganda mm. um uh, tanzania mm-hmm. rwanda egypt yeah, Botswana, South Africa, America, Australia. Mm-hmm. That's nine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm forgetting some somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pro- probably around, around there. there. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. And and what was your, what's your top three? <laughs> My top three, I would say, I'd say number one, number one to me, will always be South Africa. Really? Yeah, South Africa was just because I'm here. No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, so, so. You, d- you don't need to suck up. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, 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 it's not even about that. I think no. So South Africa launched me for the rest of the world uh, because South Africa is a very diverse country. It's a uh, there's a lot of like um, uh, Africans and also with Africans, different tribes and different backgrounds and all of that. And um, there's a lot of also white people living in South Africa, and uh, also a lot, of, a lot of other Africans that have come to try and seek for mm. better, better life in South Africa. Mm. And and when you put all these people together, obvi- obviously with also the history of South Africa, with like also the racism and all the things that went uh, went around so many years ago, some of them that are still going around with xenophobia and all of that, mm. um, it, it put me in a ground where there is a lot that I can that that that, that, that I was open to, that I can see and a lot to talk about in the society and then find my way and navigate my way around it and everything. Mm. And when you're in such a place, you, you get prepared for the rest of the world because that's what the world looks like. Mm. The world is not nice. It's that brutal. is so interesting. Yeah, it's, it, it looks like that. So everywhere I go right now, I'll show up to audiences that have different backgrounds and look totally different and all of that. And, and, and being in South Africa kind of like, it, it shaped me to, to find my way around different people like that mm. as compared to where I started comedy in Uganda where you'll only find like a certain group of people that you'll perform for for all your, almost all your career and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's the second? Uh, second would be Botswana. Oh, nice, yeah. I had an amazing time in Botswana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did three show, th- three nights in Botswana, one show. Yeah. Uh, it, um, it was a really good show. Um, I think the, the the best part of it is that it was a bunch of other uh, African comics that were all together. Uh, were not the top top comics that the Africa recognizes as the top comics, but you'd look at it as a wave of comics that are coming to take over Africa in the next few years. Uh, those those uh, those uh, Lan Mojonasi from Zimbabwe is amazing. He's mm. in the U.S. right now touring, doing amazing stuff. Um, there was um, some guy called Bush from Zambia, um, d- different comics all together. Mm-hmm. And it was just an amazing vibe to catch up with people. And you just sit in the room and look at these people and like, these people are going to be amazing in the next few years. Like, I see these people going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it was just so cool to hang out for those three days, um, um, do a show. The lineup yeah. was amazing. Um, one of, one of the, the guy was hosting the show. Um, he was a Zimbabwean comedian, yeah. very, very funny guy. 
uh, unfortunately passed on last year. Ah, yeah. So those those memories just just keep on coming back, and I just find that place one of the best places that I've ever been to, and made me appreciate what what I do so mm. much uh, because of the experiences and all of that. Mm. And um, uh, the third, I'm talking about the places that I'm already done with. Yeah. The third, the third can be. Uh, can be the US. Mm. I, I, I mm. liked, I loved my time in the US. Which cities did you play? Um, I was in, uh, I was in East Lansing, Detroit, Atlanta, mm. New York, mm. and DC. Mm. Yeah, but I only played in those four cities. I didn't, I didn't play in DC. And um, yeah, it, it was also good because it's the same thing that I got from South Africa that I also got in the US. Uh, yeah. That diversity, that all those challenges that you navigate mm. around and everything. And, and they do say if you make it in America, you can make it anywhere. Um, yes, yeah, they, they, yeah. they, they do say that if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm also loving my time in Australia. I'm waiting to get done with it. It's, uh, it's going, it's going different ways here and there. So I'm, I'm just uh, trying to see how it goes by the time I, I, I get done. It's my first time, my first experience. Mm. Um, so far, so good. Uh, I'll be in Adelaide. I'll see how it goes, and then Melbourne. But I have a feeling it's going to be w- one of those countries that I'll be visiting every year. Yeah, because yeah. the, the, there's just so much love here, and the, the oh, industry beautiful. is really more developed here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now you started your, um, <coughs> you started the first ever comedy club yeah. in, in in Juba in, uh, in in South Sudan. Is mm. it is that is that correct? Not a not a comedy club, uh, a comedy mm. festival. A comedy festival, and uh, so that's is that like a f- sort of once a year kind of thing? Yeah, once a year we're having another edition um, by end of April. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, slowly, it's just so hectic to like do the communication because I'm, I'm obviously like the center of a lot of the things that are going on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to do all these things while I'm away with the time difference, um, I try so much by the time it's 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. then it's morning uh, back at home. So I have to communicate back and forth with my people. And then now the, uh, the the time to go to gigs is here, mm. uh, but we are trying to raise. Uh, we have we have a budget that we are trying to raise. Uh, so far, so good. We are almost like uh, almost half of the budget mm. for the festival to happen. Um, uh, we're gonna have about six comedians from all over Africa, mm-hmm. from South Africa, from Kenya, from Uganda, and uh, Sudan. We're getting mm. comedian from Sudan, mm. and then we're also gonna create a content creators uh, um, um, conference. Mm. Um, convention rather so we're just going to bring a bunch of content creators together to have a day of like back and forth and understand how content creation is going in my country it's obviously a very young country with the internet penetration of less than 15 percent mm. so when you uh your life depends on your phone and uh, content creation and all of that it's going to be a huge struggle uh so we're just trying to have conversations around with uh, with policy makers with uh, um, internet providers and all sorts of people on how we can maximize on content creation on social media mm. and give young people the ability to make money off their of their phones and all of that um because in a place where like phones are still looked at as like a weapon mm. like recording and all of that it's still the freedom of speech is not a thing there it's we only hear about it <laughs> so in, in a place like that we, we we try to like table conversations to try and try and come out as less of a less of a uh, of a weapon or, or uh, mm. like we're not here to intimidate anyone we're mm. here to just uh, enjoy have a good time record good memories mm. and share love with the rest of the world and mm. um yeah i think the comedy festival the content creation uh, 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 or art in general is a better better approach to, to 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 such things so would you show would you show in 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 south sudan be different to um the shows you do elsewhere uh based on what you said and 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 you know obviously how limited you are as far as like your content it sounds like you might be 
Yeah, um, very, 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 very limited. Very limited. Mm. There's obviously things you can't say and things you can say. Mm. Uh, there's obviously also as much as you can push, and, and all of that. And 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 uh, uh, when you when I travel around, you know, also co- comedy is, is between. It's not only the comedian. It's between the comedian and the audience. The mm. people who don't know how to watch comedy. The people who commented follow around and like when you're doing a joke they they add to it and all of that they think they're helping but they're not <laughs> they just they really don't know how to watch comedy and com- comedy being a new genre in south sudan uh, uh probably like was started i think the first comedy club uh, started in 2014 i see is that how you got involved it on what start what started you into comedy though that that's oh no no i didn't i didn't get involved until 2016 and uh, i was uh I was based in Uganda back then, and uh, and uh, my friend actually thought that I was funny, and he asked me to to try it out. Then I tried it out. I didn't even know those co- those comedians out Sudan, mm. and I started it out. But uh, I actually came out as the first English comedian by then, because all the comics back home were doing uh, were doing Arabic, which is like one uh, one of the two um, national languages. So um, by then, like there was. I was not connected to the industry at all. Mm. And then I started moving back home, back and forth and all of that. And I started getting into the industry and there. But there's a different there's a different way the comedy is done back at home and different ways it's done in, in different places. Like only comedians will understand this. If you're a comedian and you go and see how it's done, you're like, No, this is not this is not how this is not how I want it. Because every comedian knows how they want to do it. Like yeah. it's a very broad thing. You you can you can do it like do it like Jim Jeffries or do it like Dave or do it like Kat or anyone. You, there are different ways to do it and still be amazing at it. Yeah. So as an artist, you just need to know how exactly you want to do it, how comfortable you are with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> so Bing, would you have been then, if you, if you know, you've got this comedy festival going in, 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 Sudan, in Sudan. South Sudan. In South Sudan. Yeah. You grew up in Kenya. Did you, you grew up in Kenya? I was, born, I was born in Kenya. Um, born in Kenya. I lived there for a couple of years, but yeah. I would say I grew up most of my life in Uganda because I did about 16 years in Uganda. It's yeah. not prison, it felt like, but... <laughs> 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 is that why you're seeking asylum here? <laughs> yeah, 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 it is, it is. Yeah, but I, I, um, uh, yeah, I spent most of my years in Uganda. Um, mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, but I was born in my prime and my... Um, um, starting foundation of education was in Kenya, yeah. and then then I moved to to Uganda and lived there longer. So with that experience, and then you going back to Uganda, uh, um, sorry to South Sudan, and you know starting your your, your comedy festival over there, hmm. was that hard having grown up in another country and then going back to, you know, your hmm. own community, but a, a, also a community that, like, senses a lot of the kind of art that you do. Was that was that a hard thing? I would say, I, I would say it was a challenge, but the prize was worth it. Mm. Um, when when you were born in another country and raised in another country, I was born in the refugee camp in the northern part of Kenya, mm. and then raised there. And my whole life, the languages I could sp- I speak four languages right now. Mm-hmm. I speak Swahili, which is a Kenyan language. I speak yeah. Luganda, which is a Ugandan language, mostly spoken in those two countries. Mm. Um, I speak Dinka, which is my mother tongue, and then I speak English. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I growing up in these two different places, I was so far away from my culture so far away from my people mm. i cared less of what could happen to my people and all, all, everything like that and that is so dangerous for a child to to to, to feel that way mm. like if you if you ask me then that uh, oh, where are you from i'm like oh yeah this place and they say oh which part of it is like i don't know like i i cared less <laughs> like i wasn't connected to to to, to, to my roots that much and and i was happy living in uganda i was just mm. like okay like this is it for me just mm. get a job move on with life and all of that 
and then and that's because even my country hadn't gotten independence yet my, our country got independence in 2011 yeah so it wasn't properly established uh, or, or, or something that i would be excited to go to and all of that uh when the establishment happened i wasn't getting so much mm. to learn about my country um, i didn't grow up with my parents so no one was teaching me much of that mm. uh, i was basically uh, the ugandan culture was just in my head and all of that but the more i grew the more i felt like i needed to connect back to my roots and i felt like i was away i was nobody there's there's, there's no personality in me and i used to go by the name ak dance by then and felt like it's, this is this is just a different personality and mm. all that and this is where comedy came in for me like comedy came in and gave me the challenge of to create humor you have to be vulnerable you have to open up and dig so deep around you uh, around the people that you that gave birth to your people that you call your people and all of that and when i was doing that trying to find material and learn and all because you can't tell a joke if you don't really know about these things mm. that you're trying to tell a joke about so the more i t- started doing that the more i started feeling oh my god this is me this i love this place this is mm. where i'm supposed to be the closer i got to to to, to my uh, to my ancestry and all of that yeah. and i even changed my name to my real name which is a cow jumbo right now because i feel like this is now me this is my personality i'm connected this way yeah and i dug so deep i moved back home i would go back home uh, visit a couple of times i moved back home and started checking out places writing material in different places and all of that and yeah there is a challenge of the f- things i mentioned earlier but it it's it's worth it mm. it's worth it if mm. i want to get if i want to do something for my land for my people mm. and and it means it means me digging and 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 and, and pushing the line a bit mm. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. Uh it's just you also need to be smart about it. You just can't yeah. come and get the line that has been here for 20 years and you say yeah, I want to carry it and take it that side. Yeah. You just have to push the line a little bit. Yeah. Uh but so society at just at a very small pace. Mm. You can't just say oh, we're switching today. We're going to be doing this yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and all of that. Yeah. Like 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 uh, I'll give I'll give you an example. Um one w- one of the biggest conversations that are going on in the country right now is the conversation of uh um a child marriage mm. which is a very very big thing in my society right now and mm. like in my, my tribe and all of that it's a very big thing and people get so defensive about it child marriage and polygamy people get defensive about those two things mm-hmm. um uh, like i'm from a polygamous family my mom my mom was a third wife and all of that mm-hmm. and 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 not that i agree that such things should happen yeah. but i know for sure that if there's a society that has been going through this for almost 200 years mm. waking up one day and telling them let's get rid of this thing is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. But slowly pushing the line mm. and trying to expose them and mm. put more education and expose them on the dangers of such things, mm. it's the best way to approach it. Mm. And that's what I do with comedy, like just mm. table conversations and, and let people think about it on their way home. Mm. Yeah. And that's where your activism comes from as well, yeah, yeah. right? From yeah. those from those ideas and mm. I mean um <coughs> you've um and I know you um you know like raising money for refugees can you and I mean without you know it might be a hard thing to speak about but are you are you able to tell us more about that and and the motivation behind that oh yeah um I didn't personally raise the money yeah um I I um I think during the pandemic there was a yeah. the the the, the, uh, the um, there's a there's a group that works with the U- it's part of the UN yeah. UNHCR yeah. United Nations uh 
High Commission for Refugees. It's called the Lukuluku Tribe. It's like basically an artistic wing where they try to like raise money through like artistic ways and all of that. Yeah. So during the pandemic, they reached out to me and said, hey, we're trying to do a show, mm. um, a virtual show to raise money for the refugees in the camps because mm. they they're hit so much by the pandemic. So we want to raise some money and all of that. Mm. I said, cool, I'm, I'm happy to do that. I was actually in Nairobi then and it was a bunch of comedians that came together. Yeah. From the Goliath and Goliath from South Africa, yeah. King Ori, a Basketman, Nigeria, Dalisa mm. Chaponda uh, from Malawi. Mm. Yeah, we came together and did a show uh, virtually. It was mm. recorded from different places. I see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, got, uh, then the, the team was able to raise about 150,000 US dollars mm -hmm. uh, for the, for the, for the uh, refugees in the camps. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it was an exciting moment for me. Like it, mm. it, it, it's one of those moments that um, make you feel like what you're doing is actually worth it. Like mm. if, if people can actually reach out to you and say, hey, we are able to do this mm. with your help. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, you're, you're, you're from Africa. Yeah. You know probably well that if, you grow, if, you, if you're not a lawyer or a doctor or something yeah. like that, yes. <laughs> you're the most worthless human being <laughs> <laughs> in, in your society. <laughs> but just stepping up and just realizing that, oh, I can raise help raise 150,000 US dollars as a comedian. Yeah. I think this is, this is more important to the society than I thought it was. Yeah. It, it was one of those moments for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, now I was going to ask. Yeah. With your comedy, yeah. Um, does how how much of it translates into English? Because, you, like you said, you change it and adjust it mm. for where you are. And I'm just wondering when you're, you know, using your own language, how well does it translate to English if you try and use those jokes in another country? Um, I barely use my own language for stand up. As a as a stand up comic, I I I started stand up in English. I do it full in English and all of that. Um, maybe back if I'm back home and I want to drop a punchline or maybe like impersonate someone that is actually like my, my tribe or something like that, I might be able to put in that line. But most of it is gonna be is gonna be um, is gonna be in uh, in English. However, in the past few years I've been doing a lot of sketches and some of the sketches um, have required me to use my language, <coughs> but not fully for the whole thing. But it's it's bringing out a personality. The the way that 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 personality like mm. the, that character the way it speaks the way it expresses itself and all of that, um, it's basically it requires like like a typical a typical like I'm Dinka a typical Dinka uncle, the way they speak it's English and put in a, 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 a Dinka language punchline and then English and arrogantly put it out like that. <laughs> so if I want my audience to see something like that, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. It's not and so many people actually say, "Oh, we have 64 tribes here. Why are you doing uh, the, the the sketch in your in, in your language?" But they miss the point. The point is I'm sending a message or I'm I'm putting out this character. This is the character. Mm -hmm. If you want to get the best from that character, then it must stay in the character. Mm -hmm. I I'll do my best to put um subtitles and make sure you receive it, but I don't want to come out as just public speaker. I want to come out as an actor or like I want to portray this character in your head so that when you're driving on the streets, you find that character like, oh, this is the person he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what would be the point of me trying to make you understand it when you, when you, when you, want, uh, when you want to experience it in the, in, the, in the streets and all of that? And it's all about acting. Like you have to step out of your comfort zone and sit in that character. I, mm. can, I can learn a language that I don't even know yeah. so that I can be able to express that character, not yeah. be in my comfortable ground yeah. and say, oh, I want to speak the language I can speak. Yeah. yeah. What, what are some of the observations, um, you know, with, uh, with your research uh, coming to Australia? What are some of the, uh, your observations about like the society here, like mm -hmm. that, that you incorporate into your sets without giving 
obviously a lot away because you've still got a few shows coming up um, yeah, in yeah. the country as well. Uh, my observation is they should have they should have let me in earlier. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to come here almost 20 years ago. I'm like, why did you guys <laughs> you guys take this long? <laughs> Uh, look, we, I'm we looking. I'm looking around the streets. I'm like, there's enough space for me and my family. We should have been here uh, <laughs> long look, ago. If, if you remember the history of Australia, they, they were actually trying to get rid of the black people, so they, we, we, we were, they weren't letting more in. <laughs> They're like, we're full. Get yeah. out of here. Like, no, there's enough space here. Yeah, no, it's basically like if, if you're black, we're full. Yeah, if you're white, yeah, we've got space for you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's 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 interesting. Like, as as I see that, and and um. And um, um, like I said, it's it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. There, there's the obviously good parts of it. There's obviously bad parts of it as well. And I I just can't go out there uh, saying oh it's it's bad mm. because of like a few bad experiences that I've I've, I've had. Yeah, uh, I've, I've had also amazing things mm. that that, that mm. have happened mm. and all of that. Mm. I think what what I really I, I really underestimated as as someone who who who's who almost half of my family grew up in Australia and all of that and who has been trying to come to Australia as a refugee for a very long time and all of that um i i think i underestimated how how high racism is in this country <laughs> i think i really underestimated it. i think for, for me like the the mark was the mark was america and, and america is like the top in my head and i underestimated how 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 australia was doing with that yeah mm-hmm. i think cuz one one of my shows actually after the show, there's a white guy who actually called me the N-word. Mm. Oh, wow. I swear to God. He actually said that. This is like recent. Yeah, this is like two weeks ago. That's like, yeah. And, and, and my, my, uh, my, 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 my promoter was just right there, Elsa. Uh, and, and, and so I was done with the show. And then I, and then, and then I was just saying hi to them. And like, oh, yeah, cool. Have a, have a nice evening. Yeah, thank you for coming for the show. And then he's, he goes, that's my. And then he used the N-word. Yeah. So we, I, was, oh. I, was, I was like dubbing him when he said that. And and I said, don't say that. And and Elsa was standing right then. Elsa was like, I thought you're the one who said that. She, she thought I'm the one who said that. Yeah, yeah, and I oh. said, no, why would I even say that? <laughs> and and then I told him, don't say that. And he says, he says, no, why? Because I, I said I I have black friends. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you have black friends or not. You can't say that, yeah. And I was obviously getting agitated because it was getting more defensive and all of that. And 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 like I I I just went through my head and I was like you know what this I can't deal with this like I I can't obviously if this was another place if 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 this was like maybe back in Africa or something like that this would have been different like it would mm. gone violent and all of that mm. and I was really pissed thinking about all these things but I was like ah man don't mess with your visa <laughs> you're not gonna let your visa just <laughs> every time I thought of throwing a punch I'm like oh my visa <laughs> just gonna let it go <laughs> just gonna let it go. Um, yeah, so I, I just stepped aside because uh, I really tried to have a conversation with him, try to make him understand why he shouldn't say that. Of course, of, of knowing that he's, he knows that he shouldn't say that, yeah. but I, th- I felt like it was courtesy to just put it out there and make sure that he hears it. But yeah. he wasn't having it, and it was just getting back and forth. So I stepped aside. I just went somewhere else, and then Elsa yeah. started talking to talking to him, and it, it, it wasn't getting off. It's just more be- getting more defensive and all of that. Mm. And I just thought to myself, I was like, I think. I think Australia is so far from the world that we underestimate how <laughs> how high they are. We don't <laughs> we don't really know. Like it's it's like one of those one of those family members that that lives very far away from the family, <laughs> and we think they are good, and then when you hang out with them, you're like, no, this is actually not a good person. 
<laughs> like okay, this person now I understand why they're far away from the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I was, I was just like, man, I, 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 at, the, at the end of the day, still, uh, there, there is also amazing parts about the country. Like sure. this country has given my family a second chance in life. Uh, mm. Who who have lived here for almost twenty years, and and obviously they they have in return. Uh, this country has also indirectly helped me uh, mm. being back at home through my family supporting me and all of that. And and I, I when I look at those things, I'm just like I think one person is not gonna make me feel sure. this this terrible about about this place, and I'm not excusing his 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 um his uh, his ways and all of that. But it was just good for me to just like okay, I think I think in my mind let me just because yeah. I was in America for almost three months, nobody called me that. Yeah. Nobody called me that at yeah. the peak of what I thought America would be. Nobody called me that there. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look, look, if you, if you do move to Australia, you have yeah. to consider that you might have to have a career change because. Most people that are originally from South Sudan here play sport. Oh, they you, play. You got, you got to play AFL or basketball. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Can, yeah. So, are, yeah. You, are you sporty? That's the question. <laughs> I was, I was. Uh, my 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 friend actually plays for AFL. Um, she she's uh she I forgot the team she plays for. A catch. She's called a catch. Yeah. She uh, she plays AFL, and then my brother also plays uh basketball. He's in uh he's in um uh in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think this is on, this, this is paying really well. This thing, <laughs> this thing I got going on is that like, I just have to talk for ten minutes and get paid. I don't have to train and I don't have to sweat. I'm like, oh, cool, I, I, I can do this. <laughs> but this is going, this is going really well. I, I played sport when I was still in school, though. I played, um, I played, um, played badminton. I was quite good at badminton. Yeah. Uh, basketball, I, I tried basketball, but I was just reluctant. I was, I'm not so good because I was just reluctant. I never really, really like. Push that hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, now I was going to say, um, with your comedy, is a lot of it based on you know because a lot of us blackfellas, we we are really good at twisting our disadvantage and making fun of it, and uh, so that way we can laugh better. But also by doing that, we're sort of planting the seed in white people's minds of this is what's going on, because then yeah. they laugh about it, but then later they think, oh, hang on, that's yeah. what's going. On. Is that kind of like what you do with your comedy as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It is. Uh, it's comedy is basically plant, planting seeds and letting them grow. That's that. That's what a setup is is in 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 a, in because a, a joke is made out of a setup and a punchline. So for me to make you laugh, I plant a seed in your head and then let it grow as I talk to you. By the time by the time I finish talking, then you realize that oh, he set me up to go this direction. So every time you think uh you you you, you think that it's just a joke and all of that, it's there's something it lives in you. You're gonna go back home later on and be like oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's something about this. So. We, we, we obviously always find things to connect around just just like what's the message you're trying to pass at the end of the day and yeah. what's the, what's a joke there like you don't want to come out as a public speaker or a motivational speaker there has to be a joke there has to be a joke mm. um, and yeah yeah and and and, and there are conversations on, on on what people should say and what people shouldn't say mm-hmm. uh, some people say some things are off limit and all of that uh, but I, I I always say the, the the point is of course there, there are things that you might feel like oh are really really rough and all of that. Uh, but the point is, when I listen to to, to a comedian do do a, a joke that people might feel uh, a yeah. certain way about it, my point is always what what was the, what was the, the the humor there? What were you looking for there? Yeah, because mm-hmm. sometimes someone will tell a joke, and they they didn't even make an effort to try and find a laugh out of it. They actually made an effort to just try and make someone feel shitty about it. Sorry mm-hmm. for, the, for the, yeah. <laughs> that that one. Mm-hmm. So, th- like, what were you aiming for? Mm. Were you aiming for the punchline, or were you aiming to just attack this 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 uh, group of people? Mm. So when people do jokes about white people, and you look at it, you're like, uh, it's funny. Like what what they were aiming for is just making something funny about this, 
of um, there, there were casualties on the way <laughs> on the way while doing that, mm-hmm. but that's that, that that's basically it. You're going for the punchline. You went for the punchline. You got it. You delivered it. If it's not funny, then it shouldn't shouldn't be doing anything in the room. Mm-hmm. It, then yeah. you keep mm-hmm. it for public speaking or something like that. N- now, have mm-hmm. you done shows where you you have maybe some white audience members who you know kind of laugh, but then they they look like they're a little bit uncomfortable? Do you have moments like that where they're not sure whether they should laugh at the yeah. joke or not? And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 they're there. There's a, there's a lot lot of shows of that sort, but it depends on how you prepare you prepare it. Of course, like any any type of naturally human beings are like every 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 everything God created was created with a defense mechanism. Mm. I never blame you for that. You were de- created with a defense mechanism. If if you get defensive about something, that's how you. That's it. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, and uh, so it's me. It's about me to just make sure I don't come in as attacking, so that you don't need to put pull up your put up your guard and all of that. Mm. So it's always how you how you phrase your words, how you you put them, and how you prepare the whole thing. If if I if I get into a room full of white people and the first thing I say. White people are this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna have friends in that room. <laughs> I'm not gonna have friends in that room. But if I start off with like, because uh, comedy is basically uh, self-deprecation, like different cultures bring, p- putting all those things together. If I start off making like uh, jokes about myself, making jokes about my people, my culture, everything, but and they're all laughing. By the time I get to white people and they don't want to laugh about this, I'm like, oh, you all are racist, eh? You guys have been laughing about, about my people, but you guys don't want to laugh about your people. <laughs> So you gotta you gotta prepare your set, and every time you get into a room, you look the, look at the room like, oh, this this room is is this. I need to make sure I go this about it because mm-hmm. I also I have sets that that if not properly told, they can they can be they can bring a defense mechanism in the room. Yeah. But if you put them out properly, they actually come out properly funny. Yeah. Mm. Have, have you ever thought of going out and starting your show with um you know when you walk up onto the stage you say oh, yes you can start the bidding now. You can start though. Start the bidding now. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, actually, so I, I I did I did a show at the comedy lounge last uh, a few weeks ago, and and, and one of my friends, uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, actually my, my cousin is called Emo. He's a comedian as well. Very funny guy. Just uh, just uh, I think he was in the semi-finals of Australia Got Talent, something like that. Very funny. Um, he has a line. So there's there's a show, the, the Gong Show. Where like you uh, comedians go up for three minutes. If you don't make people laugh in in less than a minute or something like that, they can put up plates, and when they put up the plates, they hit the the gong the the, the bell, and you get off stage. You get the point. So the more the plates that are up, that someone in the stage just hits it, and you get off. So he goes on stage and he's doing these jokes and all of that, and then people start putting up plates, and he, and he's black, and he's like, go easy on the plates. It's not a slave auction. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's very, very funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just imagine how that would get, you know, the reaction. That yeah, that yeah of course. Away. Okay. And, and, you, and if you hit it with that sort of like, and they, someone, gonna, this guy's going to be funny. Yeah, someone actually did that when I, when I uh, Shin. Shin is also a comedian that hosts the gong thing. I was on stage and then three people like put up the plates and, and he said that and I could see people wait for me to laugh so that they can laugh and I found that hilarious. I, I was I just burst out and laughed and the whole room just went for it and laughed. I was like, all right, you guys you guys need my permission now. <laughs> how did you um how did you link up with uh, with Joe White for you know for for his show yeah um, here and uh, what's it been like working with the local comedians here in Perth 
Yeah, I've known I've known Joel not for long. Okay, yeah. I've, I've met Joel obviously for the first time when I came here, but I've seen Joel's work online. Yeah. Uh Instagram when I was still, still back home and I, I used to follow his stuff, lo- lovely stuff. Um uh-huh. obviously he's a like an ethnic person from Ethiopia. Yeah. Very funny and 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 I could relate to a lot of things he was doing and he does a show called Best of Africa brings together a bunch of African comedians to do um which is like the f- the only free, uh, the only show that brings african comedians together in festivals like this yeah um and um and and uh, so i've known joe about that and i spoken to him when i was still back home and all of that and 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 uh, but now the, the things work in a very very like um interesting way so joe joe encouraged uh, emo to actually do comedy joe started in 2015 and encouraged emo to do comedy emo started maybe like a, a year or a year and a half later on mm. and they started doing their thing and Imo when Imo started doing comedy he became actually the second English comedian in South Sudan and uh, and I I connected with him on on that ground like, oh I yeah see. oh that's amazing uh, when he did the raw comedy in in in, in Melbourne mm. we connected we started speaking uh, every now and then and he's a very nice guy mm-hmm. the next thing i realized we actually getting close with this person when the, when the pandemic uh, hit i was actually supposed to come to australia he, mm. um, he was really like excited to see me and all of that the pandemic hit I never made it but we just kept in touch and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so uh so I I got to know Joe and then I got to know Emo and they couldn't they grew up together actually. Yeah. They were yeah. in the same neighborhood and all that. They've known each other for a long time. Yeah. And then uh, then when I was in the US um Emo Emo was in Canada and he was coming to Australia so he just dropped by New York for for like the whole day we hanged out the whole day. Mm-hmm. Then he caught his flight and came back to Australia here and he was like hey man you need to you need to come to Australia. Yeah. Like I got you if you need anything. I got you like I uh, whatever you need I'm 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 with you. I'm like cool. He encouraged me and like I was like you know what? I'm going to go to Australia. I actually made the decision when we were hanging out in New York like uh in Harlem and I was like you know what? I'm going to go to Australia. Yeah. And and he's been helping me around with that. Mm-hmm. And the same thing Joe is also his Joe's sister also helped me like registering my show and everything that I needed. Yeah. So that's so when I landed here was the first time I, I was seeing Joe. Yeah. F- like my oh, whole I see. life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh he put me up open for his shows to mm-hmm. push my shows mm-hmm. uh he puts in a word for me for for mm-hmm. like uh, places that 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 I need a comic and all of that yeah. and 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 he has been very nice like <coughs> to me as well yeah. and yeah so that's how i got to actually meet and it's been it's been a great feeling it's yeah. been really great and uh, your show that you did here so you did your your solo show here mm. called the woke refugee mm. um th- tell us a bit more about that tell us yeah oh yeah um so Yeah I've, I've I've been doing this show for I've been putting the material together for quite a while and it was my first time doing it at the fringe so I, I did it um at the Hyde Park Hotel so basically it's just like it's about it's about 50 minutes of see, material yeah. of like my yeah. story from a refugee camp to mm-hmm. touring around doing comedy mm-hmm. telling t- people about my country in different places and everything yeah. and yeah yeah um it it, it was good for yeah. a first time for a first time um uh, fringe show I felt like I I had a good experience um because yeah, yeah. I did about 12 shows from Thursday to, to 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 Sunday. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah. That kept you busy. Oh, very busy. And then I had to keep on like going to open for some I open for Imo, I open for Joe, I open for Joe like three times yeah. or four. Yeah. Then I did other small shows around there. Yeah. The comedy lounge and all of that. I I've, I've done quite enough yeah. while I was here. And um you you've got a few obviously you got more shows coming up before you head back home. Um can you tell us where you know where those shows are and when they're happening as well? Um so in Adelaide I'm just going to jump on different shows just like I'll be doing maybe like in all international also yeah. land the scene because next year I intend to also go to Adelaide so I just want to land the scene to see different places mm-hmm. uh, Melbourne I'll be doing my show at mm-hmm. uh, at the Rubber Chicken Comedy Club and then uh, yeah. 
then I also do it at uh, at room 52 as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um in um what is it called in um in Sydney uh, I'm still trying to figure out if I can make it to Sydney yeah but if I do it would be great because next year the intention is to do all those cities I just want to yeah. s- have a, an experience and see it see the streets and see oh I can do it here I can do yeah. it there or not or something like that because obviously now I have more knowledge about Perth right now than I did before I came here yeah of course, yeah. Of course. which was the intention of the first trip <coughs> it was go there get exposed learn yeah. understand what what it's like yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah what's your verdict though of, of Perth now that you've been here and gotten to know the place a little bit. Mm. How, how are you feeling? Um, turn the aircon on, Ish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually sitting. I'm actually sitting here feeling cold because yeah. uh, up up north it's it's hot. It's really ever cold. Even when it rains, it's it's still hot. So yeah, yeah. this is cool weather for me. I went and bought a jumper yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm just, just moving around the streets and seeing how hot it is. And then, and then you just, a white person just comes to you like, it's hot air. I'm like, hey, you guys have technology. Put the aircon on. You <laughs> fix this thing. You guys can go to the space and you can't, <laughs> you can't make it cold. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, if, if it's in Africa, we're complaining about the heat. I understand. We, <laughs> we're still figuring a lot of things out. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it, it is hot. But um, I'm obviously from also a very hot country. South Sudan is really hot. I, 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 so I don't really complain that much when I'm here. I feel it's the same thing. Uh, it's only that it's just, it gets, when it gets, like in the evening, it gets very windy. I'm like, hey, sh- it shouldn't be like this. <laughs> the, free, the free doctor, that's called yeah. the free doctor. And you're like, I don't want a house call, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, you shouldn't be doing this to me. <laughs> so, and you just said Aish, which I'm assuming you picked up from South Africa. Oh, yeah, yeah, I picked oh, yeah. that from South Africa. <laughs> oh, I love Aish. Tell, tell us about, like, this is for me, though. And like, tell, tell me about your time there. Um, you know, you obviously went to Joburg, you went to Pretoria, you worked with... Um, the Goliath brothers. Yeah. Um, you, you, I think you worked with their sister as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How, how was your time? You can't work with the brothers without their sister. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their sister basically manages their business. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's a great person. She's been booking me for a while. I, yeah. I was last in South Africa uh, April last year. Yeah. I did the Joburg International Comedy Festival. Yeah. It was great. Um, great people. Amazing. So many comics. Uh, yeah. Talented comics. And really yeah. nice people, by the way. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice people. Mm-hmm. Very welcoming. And I, 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 I love that, like, about South Africa. Like, it, yeah. uh, it's one of the best places I've ever been to, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now that you've been doing comedy for a while, who are probably your f- favorite comics to listen to when you're not doing your own gigs? Um, when I'm not doing my own gigs, um, uh, obviously I, I I love Trevor Trevor Noah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been listening to Trevor Noah is like the first special that I watched. I lost in translation. First special that I watched, mm-hmm. and I told myself if I ever want to do something like this, I would want to do it like this guy. Mm-hmm. And he still he still inspires me to do a lot of things and all of that. And yeah, I, I loved him. Um, um, with the Daily Show as well, I watched him in New York. Oh, Daily Show is amazing. Oh, did you get to go? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got oh, to nice, go. Yeah. Watched him in New York. Yeah, and um, and Dave Dave Chappelle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Cat Williams, mm-hmm. love love Cat and um, Bilba. Yeah, oh, I yeah. like Bilba. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like Bilba yeah. so much. And yeah, it's a. Uh, but it's, it's it's a lot of comic stories. It's, it's a lot of comics. The thing yeah. is, also watching stand up right now with all these Netflix specials. You just you just see a show and you're like, ah, 
I sh- shouldn't have been to watching this. Yeah. I had no business watching this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you land on the wrong special, you'll hate the rest of the specials. Yeah. So like, I'm one of those people who just waits for the, all these top specials to drop. I'm like, oh yeah, let me watch that. Uh, because as a comic, you don't even watch comedy like anyone else. You you become very very like uh, critical. Yeah, critical. Oh, critical see. on the writing on on everything, right? yeah. and you bec- you become like a, yeah like a t- technical watcher, and it, yeah. it, it becomes really really hectic for you. What's your take then on um, <coughs> on on sort of um, the social media sort of comedy sort of quick videos five seconds ten seconds because mm. and I mean that's probably considered comedy as well it is now right like what's your what's your take on that it is I mean that uh, human humans are designed to adapt yeah and <coughs> technology is taking us really fast if you're yeah. gonna sit there and complain about it yeah it's probably going to be <laughs> a yeah. hard a hard work for you yeah. you're going to complain yeah. for the next 50 because the way it looks like to me in 2050 it's going to be different with mm. technology and all of that mm. so it is with tiktok obviously taking grounds right now in mm. less than a minute you have to make people laugh mm. it's a big challenge but yeah. that's that's the direction that people are going yeah just maybe obviously like try to use that to drive people to your to, to your live shows yeah because comedy will never be anything without live shows mm. never mm. never will it be anything you misinterpretation comes from like audience from uh, social media jokes and all of that so just try to drive people mm. uh, maximize on it and mm. get the numbers and bring them to your to, mm. to your live show does does that affect um, I mean like you know like attention spans and uh, you know over time do you think it's gonna you know like if our attention spans are shorter if they are I don't know if they are they are does it does it um, does it affect like how you write then it does yeah. it does obviously does the attention span of this generation yeah. is, is 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 really really short especially yeah. with tiktok this this audience is excited like can in 15 seconds they yeah. know if they want to watch this or not yeah <coughs> excuse me and they move on to the next thing in 15 seconds and all of that and yeah. it has affected so many like this this generation they don't, they don't read books Mm-hmm. They're not going to read a whole book to 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 understand what happened at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, podcast. They're also struggling to listen to podcasts and all of that. Yeah. That's why you see a podcast will go viral because of that small clip they cut out yes. that controversial clip. You go and check the whole podcast and it has like twenty views without but context. <laughs> yeah, without context or something yeah. like that. People don't want to listen or yeah. understand where this is coming from. They want to rush to conclusions. Oh, did yeah. you hear what so and so said about this? Yeah. Or he went on and said, "Hey, they can do this and that," but. Mm. What was going on in that room? Mm. Where did it come from? Mm. Not to excuse, not to excuse uh, whatever the person has said, as offensive as it might be. I just feel like if we say that someone is someone is uh, innocent until proved guilty, yeah. I think that person deserves to be heard. Mm. If that person is guilty, mm. he can't run away from it. Mm. He will be guilty. But let's mm. first listen to him and mm. understand the context of the whole situation and say, yeah. "Oh yeah, we've listened to you for an hour and we still think that you're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than, other than, oh, we listen to you for five seconds and we think you're wrong. I'm like, oh, what happened yeah. to the rest of the 59.45 seconds? Yeah, and in that first five seconds, all you did was tell them your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. like let's, g- 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 let's give people a shot. Uh, unfortunately, this generation is not ready to give you a shot. And um, so you, you have to be careful, man. You have to be yeah, careful yeah. the things the things you put out there because anything small is just going to flip and, and throw you aside. Mm-hmm. And we obviously have people who, who, who are surviving that right now that... People like Dave Chappelle, like yeah. they have gone through cancelling for so long that you can't cancel again. They they have yeah. been immune to to being cancelled. Like yeah. yeah, you can't cancel them anymore. Like yeah. they'll still go on. But there's now a new wave of comics or mm. or, or public uh, figures that are coming up 
that are so vulnerable to this mm. that only five seconds of what they have said will destroy 20 years of what they worked for. Mm. So would you say it's then it's harder than before to become a comedian because of that? Not to become a comedian, to stay one. To stay a comedian. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to, to, to become one, you can, you can become you can one, start. but to stay up there, it's harder than before. Mm. Back then, you can, you can stay up in the game for a while because of... Uh, uh, because you cont- you have your audience that loves you like you yeah. you'll probably talk to your dad or your uncle and, and and he loves richard Pryor from the from the yeah. from the 70s and all but the yeah. things that richard Pryor said if he said them right now no one would love richard Pryor, <laughs> nothing outrageous. like that yeah but richard <laughs> yeah. Pryor stayed on top of his game For because sure. of that um but now uh, someone will love you today and tomorrow they'll hate you mm. and you're like where's the love where's the love that was there like hating someone that you loved before should be different yeah. should be m- more of like, hey, I like your work. It's amazing. Yeah. But I think you are wrong about this. Have that conversation. If they're being resistant, if they're being stubborn about it, then you can choose to say, oh, so I don't really like feel like I can follow your work anymore and just move aside and go, go follow someone else. Well, that's yeah. like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Like when he first started out, if you went to his show, it was just like a lot of expletives. For sure. Yeah. But then now he's developed where he's doing like the cartoons and, yeah. and the kids are finding him funny. So yeah. he, he's sort of adjusted yeah. his comedy t- to, to, you know, open the doors to a new wave yeah. of, of people that are coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but it's, it's because people think that because, because you're a public figure, because you're, you're doing this, then you're so good at it. People think you should be perfect, which is wrong. Like we, yeah. everyone, we are all humans. We all make mistakes and we should all be given a chance to learn. It's when yeah. we don't want to learn, that's, we, that, that's when we should, we, should be, um, yeah. we should be looked at and say, oh, this person is, is wrong for this. But if someone is, is willing to listen and, saying, and says they're sorry for what they did and they're willing to learn and all of that, let's give them a chance. But now, if one thing we destroy it all, we say yeah. let's destroy everything you ever built, yeah. and and then someone else comes and they they're the darling of everyone. Then they say one thing, say oh let's also destroy this guy. Mm. We'll reach a point where people even don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. Well, yeah. see he, here in Australia, they um, some a lot of people don't like Trevor Noah. Yeah. Because of a joke that he said, referring to Aboriginal women, mm-hmm. and all the Aboriginal women here, any, even Aboriginal men, took offence mm. to it because right. it was kind of like a derogatory right. joke about right. Aboriginal women. Yeah. And yeah, so we so when he came to Australia, we there were um, Aboriginal women who went and sat him down and said, What you did was very offensive to us. Right. Mm. And so, you know, they had they made him go to, you know, go out and do some cultural stuff with, with the First Nation people here so he could see what he'd done. And they were saying, for a man who has a black mother, for you to say that about Black women in this country yeah. was wrong. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Did 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 he take ownership of his of his actions? Did he? Well, he he didn't quite apologise, mm. but uh, the people saying he made the effort, yeah. but he didn't go all the way. He didn't so, go all the way. Yeah, mm. uh, I think we can take that. If he if he acknowledged, because acknowledgement is like the first step of it all. Yeah. Um. If he if he was also defensive on his own side, but acknowledged that that that, that conversation should be had. Then I think over time it's a it's a sometimes it takes people more than more than uh, a day or more yeah, to yeah. learn and accept what they've really done. Yeah. But the, yeah, the, the, if he did acknowledge, I think, uh, and also the people are right. The people are right to say we don't want to vibe with your material anymore because mm. we feel this way about this. Mm. They're right about it. But it's interesting that they were able to put the conversation there and give him a chance to also try and redeem redeem himself and yeah. all of that. And yeah, I think. I, I've never heard the joke, though. I don't think it's anywhere. Like, I wouldn't be able to find it, I think. What yeah. do you think of um, comedians apologizing, say, for material that they made, say, 30 years ago? 
that's that's it that, that that's what i'm saying that's yeah. it, it 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 obviously uh, if they apologize mm-hmm. it's 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 uh, i think it's human enough that they're able to apologize mm-hmm. uh, but i think it's unnecessary mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay i can i can ask you to say hey man i didn't f- i don't think uh, i i can ask to have a conversation about uh, with you about something that you said 20 years ago yeah. say hey man uh what, what, what what's up with that yeah. do you still think that way yeah, 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 yeah. but like uh, just just look at it this way look at it it's it's 30 years ago and yeah. you look at it like you have to apologize for something you said 30 years yeah. ago yeah 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 that was ex- that was okay when they said it the time yeah. that they said it yeah. it was okay and their actions after that like yeah. their recent comedy suggests that their attitudes have changed they, right they have well. changed they yeah. have changed like obviously when the, you wake up one day and you and 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 the bus the bus stop has been moved to that to that side mm-hmm. you're going to go that side mm-hmm. you're not going to continue waiting for the bus stop here and say oh um, it has always been here for the last 20 years this is where mm-hmm. it's going to be and all that you're going to mm-hmm. move to that side yeah. uh, and you don't need to be told that we've moved the bus stop you'll yeah. really understand yourself yeah and yeah it's uh, if people come out and apologize they 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 it's it's not more of like i'm sorry for what i said 20 years ago mm-hmm. it's more of like oh i really thought this way 20 years ago but i feel like i'm a different person right now mm-hmm. and this is what i think about this and that and that so mm-hmm. it's more of like that person trying to express how they they've uh, <coughs> excuse me how they've developed and evolved as, as a person yeah. but if we start if we're saying oh uh, we we blame you for 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 what we what what you said 20 years ago and something yeah. like that. I think nobody would be anywhere right now because we would be blaming people for slavery 400 years ago <laughs> and that wouldn't have gone well. <laughs> like yo, yeah, there's, there's so there's so many dark things that have been done in the past that we, we, we you can apologize for them and we can blame you for them, but we can't go. We 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 can't pretend like hey it's 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 not that we're forgetting about it yeah. but we are more than like our conversation with people right now it's more like do you still think that way yeah. not 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 crucify you for it right now yeah. but do you still if you still think that way and then we crucify you for of that course. if you don't still think that way yeah. th- and you don't act that way as well yeah. then yeah. it's 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 fine we are evolving as as, as a society yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and and people want to pe- the same people want to hold people accountable for for what they said 20 years ago they were they were part of the Jim Crow law. There's some people who are old enough that were part of the Jim Crow who never allowed black people and white people to come together, yep. and they don't, they, they don't take take a, a, they don't acknowledge that, mm. but they want to acknowledge something that someone else said and all of that. So it's just safe to say that our past was all dark, mm. and by, by by moving on, we just need to tell ourselves that we are not this way anymore. Mm-mm-mm-mm not not get people to apologize for it every single day mm-hmm. i'd be getting apologies on the streets every single minute mm-hmm. that's the thing like as an african <laughs> every white person i walk to say i need my apology i need my apology <laughs> 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 that would be the way that i have to move on and all that <laughs> yeah yeah now, um i guess on a, on lastly um what what do you hope um you know for 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 um south sudanese comedy for african comedy and what do you hope for you know for for comedians um you know from your country from from your community what do you hope for the future for them i i just i just i just hope that um african comedians um uh, get a fair ground mm-hmm. as the rest of the rest of the comics or the rest of the world it's obviously not, not a fair ground i was having this conversation with joe the other day about best of africa yeah where like um you're trying to find african acts in mm-hmm. the in the fringe festival yeah. but you can't find any of them mm. because honestly speaking african acts are not on the same 
fairgrounds as the rest of the, of the, of the people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the African comics who can't um, yeah, who can't get visas to come to these countries and be able to do such shows and all of that. Yeah. And they're comics from countries, of course, that are deemed like safe to travel and all of that. That will get visas as easily mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. Like some of us have had to struggle to be able to get that and all of that. And yeah. it doesn't make it a fair ground for yeah. everyone to compete and to put out mm-hmm. and. And like the continent as Africa is not, it's not really looked at as a ground where people can really get anything, anything out of. But it's a very funny ground. There's so mm. many funny people in that continent. Mm-hmm. It's just not a fair ground. It's mm. not, it's not a ground where everyone feels like, if if we say, we want to commit like <laughs> comedians of the world and all of that, and you, you're not really tapping into different places, make an extra effort and all of that. Mm. Yeah, but I understand. Maybe uh, that's how capitalism works. It's all about, it's all about numbers and all of that. It, it's fine. But I just, I just hope. I just hope they make it through, man. I I, I I know how hard it is. Yeah, I've been there. I yeah, know yeah. how hard it is. How how much more you have to do to get it. Yeah. But I just hope there'll be there'll be a time where where an African comic feels like oh they 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 are welcome in every room. Mm. Like I get into some rooms and I feel like nah, I'm not I'm not welcome here. Mm. <laughs> not until I come out very funny <laughs> that people are like oh this guy is good. He, yeah. can, he can be with us and all of yeah. that. Yeah, it's fair grounds for me. But we, we we can't just request for it. We can we have to work for it. Yeah. We have we have to like really push and get it. Yeah. And um, and, and, and I mean people like Trevor Noah were able to set something that like that for us, like by doing all these big things. Of course. It looks it doesn't look very, very crazy right now for an African art <coughs> excuse me. For an, an African act or maybe musician comedian to go and say I'm doing Madison Square Garden. Banner Boy did Madison Square Garden. Mm. Uh, Trevor did it as well. Yeah. No, Trevor did it first actually. Yeah. Uh, Wiz Kid. So it's something doable right yeah. now and yeah. makes it easier for another African act to come in and do it and do it. And do it. But maybe the next ten years, you you will feel the integration mm. and it will be more of like mm. Africans going mainstream. Mm. Yeah. Man, Aqua, thank you so much, brother. Pleasure, bro. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a great morning, and thanks for yeah. the coffee. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was the bribe. Yeah, he bribed, <laughs> he bribed you with coffee. <laughs>